Welcome to Full Stack Business Owner. Today, we are answering questions from you. Not you, Charlie. The listeners, the community, the Australian business owners who are on this podcast. If you want your questions answered, head over to the newsletter that Charlie has sent to your inbox. Hit reply. Ask him any questions. Ask him what his favorite color is, what he enjoys for dessert, anything. Oh, and also, if you've got any like investments or business questions, ask him that too as well. And you can also go over to Facebook, join the full stack of business owner community, ask questions over there. Charlie, myself, and our guests actually float around there and answer questions there as well. Now, before we get started, let's cue Charlie's infamous disclaimer. Charlie here from Full Stack Business Owner. I need to let you know that Grant, myself, and the Full Stack Business Owner team are in no way, shape, or form qualified to give you financial advice or pick investment products. We highly encourage you seek out and engage the use of professionals when making financial decisions or comparing investment products. All right, Charlie. Uh, I'm very, I'm very much enjoying these questions where you can just answer yes or no because I feel as though it always puts you in a hard spot to continue the conversation. No, I've I've promised myself that I'm going to answer this one seriously today, and I'm like, <laughs> I can't keep cracking jokes off whatever Grant says. It's also not not fair to the listeners. They've come here for the value, not to hear my jokes. <laughs> I was going to say, like, and we repeat jokes. Now I'll, I'll tweak it so that it's a little bit more open ended for you. So one of our Community members has actually sent you through uh, quite a lengthy email talking about their situation and things like that. And so we've actually picked up a couple of their questions and put it into today's episode. And I'm summarizing sort of one of their key questions that they included in the email, which essentially was like, how do I earn more? Great and question. So, I love yeah, this so question. I'm sort of let you take this one. So first off, shout out to Joe for sending an email and replying to the newsletter. If you're not on the newsletter, please, please jump on. I send out like really what I like to think are helpful insights that will help you on the journey to building wealth inside and outside of your business. Now, Joe did Charlie. something awesome here where he actually like laid out his situation. He's like, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what's going on for me right now. And then these are two challenges that are coming up. And we're actually going to answer both of them uh, here today. And the first one was, how do I earn more? So, and I just love this question. I don't think people spend enough time on this question. Grant, how often do you think about how do I earn more? It's like nowadays it's like daily. <laughs> it's like this forever challenge of looking at whatever I've got now is like a benchmark. And it's like, well, how do I how do I improve that? Uh, and it comes back to this concept of like the the one percent every day. Like how do you just make it like one percent better every day? And so uh, but back in the day, probably not as often, like it's more of a as the swings and punches come for me, I respond as opposed to me going out and doing the swings and punches. What about you? Well, I'll say there's something I've observed. This is something I actually do quite often. I'm continually reviewing my numbers and coming up with strategies and ideas to earn more, which we'll dig into momentarily. But the thing I, I just really want to emphasize here is that what I find is a lot of business owners get to a point and maybe that's, uh, let's say it's 20 grand a month of profit, right? which I know is a common goal for a lot of people. A lot of people want more as well, but I'm just going to use this as an example. They get to this point where they're making 20 grand a month and suddenly they get comfortable. Yep. And then once that comfortability uh, kicks in, right, they never actually push any harder and they actually become complacent. And then over time, these are the people that stop learning, stop innovating, and they actually become like what I would call zombie business owners. They're just kind of going through the motion and kind of waiting out till, I don't know, maybe retirement or something like that. 
And you will commonly find this in older business owners and the, the sign I look for is like they're almost quite bitter and anti-change. Mm. Yep. So I've met quite a few of them and I suspect you have also. Definitely. <laughs> well, I just want to highlight the risk here of like for that complacency. And I'll, I'll use another example here, which is weight. So if I got up in the morning and uh, got on the bathroom scales and uh, I'll just use a, a number here and suddenly I was 120 kilos, like that would set something off in me or like, oh, I've got to drop some weight. Like I'm massively overweight. This is a risk here. And then on the other side of things, if I got on the scales and I was 50 kilos, I'd be like, I'm way too light here. I've got to make a change. I've got to move things around. So you've got to be really careful of getting like too comfortable in a zone um, because it can look at it there. And I, I love this one as well, which I'll just quickly throw in. is like, you know, if I had a million dollars just given to me in a single day sitting in a bank account, I'd be like, you know, ecstatic. I'm not sure it would even register for Warren Buffett. Yeah. So uh, I, always, I really wanted to frame that one up first because I think comfortability when it comes to business is the ultimate thing here where like you can become complacent and that earning can just like not go in the way we would like. Is that, is that because like people have that sort of wired into their mind, which is oh, I've got this goal, uh, whether it's $20,000 a month, I'm just going to push as hard as I can, get to that goal. That means I've got the lifestyle that I was hoping for and, and as I kind of bump along that I'm happy it, or is there something where they don't, don't believe in themselves? Like from the people that you talk to, what do you think that kind of comes from? Can we get a bit woo? I'm going to go a bit woo. Let's go Let's go woo. <laughs> okay, well, um, the body itself is always trying to find homeostasis. Yep. Right. So like if you go for a run and your heart rate goes up, your body then makes effort to bring it down. You sweat. Or if you're cold, you, it, you shiver to get warm. Or if you're hot, it's sweat. Like there's all these mechanisms to bring us into this like equilibrium. Now, for a lot of people, they don't realize that their equilibrium also exists with money. So like you've got a comfortability point with money. And I honestly think if you feel, again, coming back to this is like, you're not going to actively go out and try and earn more unless you're uncomfortable about how much you're earning. Mm. And sometimes, um, and this is, this is what I think is really cool about this topic in general, is um, sometimes there's exterior things that can trigger this, not just interior things. Uh, I'll give you some examples of this is like when I started hanging around with more property investors and I'm like sitting there with like I've got one property and there's dudes rocking around with like 15 and stuff. Suddenly like that was external motivation for me where I was like, well, my one's not enough anymore. I got I to do more of this and that's the keeping up with the Joneses effect. But then the other side of this is like when I had Jack. So I've had a kid and I'm like, oh shit, these things are expensive. I've got to like really <laughs> ramp up my earning capability here. Like that was the motivators that come from it. And I, I've heard other ones like uh, marriages, yep. people moving into new areas, uh, competing with other business owners. Like there's external stimulus that can drive a, a shift point in your equilibrium as well. Yeah. And that it really just comes back down to those goals um, where business owners need to look like – for me, like when I was looking at this question, like the very first point that I said was, I'm like, you have to understand your goals. Now, goals should never be stagnant, right? You can't just go, I want to set this goal and it's like the next 40 years of that goal. Like, I'm just going to set a $20,000 a month goal that I can achieve in six months, 12 months, 24 months, whatever it is, and just sit at that level. But in regards to your business, I actually think that there's a better point regarding the goal, which is what are you trying to do outside of your business? 
where are you trying to take investments? Where are you trying to take the family? What are you trying to do? Because it's it's one thing to have a business income goal. It's another thing entirely to have a net wealth goal, a passive cash flow um, goal, a, a where you're going to live goal, all of these other things, which will help drive you through where you're at in your business, right? Like the amount of people that I've talked to that listen to our, you need at least $5,000 a month to start investing in prop, into like investments going, now I've got this new rejuvenated excitement for my business because I never had that goal before. It was always like a goal of survival. Completely. And again, it's like creating that target. But I, I just want to jump in on one point there. Do you not find that your goals naturally change? It's not yes. like you're having to go hunting for them it's no, it's like, okay, well, now to your point, now I'm married. Now I go, I need an additional room in our place because maybe Hazel wants a gym or I want a bigger office or something. Like things will change based on the situation that I'm in, right? No one just stays stagnant forever. And so you're right, like the goals will continue to iterate, but I just don't think people give it enough time. Like they don't reflect on it. They don't think about it. To your point, it's like the neurons that fire, with, if, uh, fire together, wire together where they just go, great, I'm just going to wake up at seven, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to maintain the income, and I'm going to go finish up and continue on, as opposed to going, how do I challenge myself? How do I level up to the next stage? How do I continue on this whole process? So, so critical. And I'm going to bring this back to the question at hand, but I actually think the first step in earning more is you have to want to earn more. You have to be uncomfortable with what you're earning now so that you will put the necessary motivators in place to earn more. And it sounds like uh, Joe has them here, but to all the um, other listeners out there and people we're talking to right now, if you just kind of want to earn more, you probably won't do it. No. You know, if you kind of, you know, Grant, kind of want to be a good runner, kind of want to build some wealth, kind of want to, uh, yeah, and I'm throwing shots. No, no, I saw that. That was good. Um, (laughs) But it's like that whole idea of like loosely wanting something I don't think really works. And this was, again, really evident for me in the times that's driven me is like as soon as I got Bianca pregnant, holy smoke, the motivation changed. Mm. What do you mean? Sales call at 2 a.m. in the morning? I'll be there. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But how do you like – and I want to go deeper because you're right. The It's like if you're running away from a bear, right, like you will put everything into getting away from that bear, right? But if it's like, hey, you can go over there and get like that additional – uh, like a little bit better of a car or a little bit better of a house or a little, like it might not be as motivational as running away from a bear, right? Do you have any like tips and tricks for people who are sitting there going, well, I've got enough money to send the kids to school to do all of these kind of things where you just go, this is how I think about it. This is how I push. And then I'll, I'll add mine on the end. Yeah, so I definitely have a few and I use these regularly. I, d- I absolutely use them. And we've spoken about some of these on other episodes is like I actively use keeping up with the Joneses. So like if you beat me, uh, an example, we're competing at running at the moment. If I wake up and see your Strava and you've run faster than me and I'm going for a run that day, there's only two ways this is going, beating you or dead. <laughs> there's nothing in between. I will like, but I, you know, and I'm using that in a positive, but imagine like we did this with wealth building as well. Like bringing it back to here is like, um, I look at it and go, when I see you uh, making an investment and it's a really good investment, it motivates me to make more investments. I've become uncomfortable with what I've got and I'm trying to channel the right motivators around me. Mm. So I think making sure you have a network of people who have aligned goals, even if they're a little bit different, right? Like you can be generalized a touch, but I think being around that where you're seeing that will naturally make you uncomfortable. 
The danger zone though is like if your friends are all, or your friends or network or people you're spending time with in general are all competing on things that don't matter, suddenly you find yourself in this example here because this one isn't important to me. Suddenly you're buying all these Hugo Boss suits because you want to look like you fit in here but it's like, hang on, I actually want to build wealth. I don't really care about these yep. Hugo Boss suits. So that, that's kind of the danger zone. So that's number one. Um, number two, I think just knock your wife up. <laughs> <laughs> No, I will say uh, that like obviously I'm joking a little bit there, but that worked. I think people who get married or have kids, um, all of those types of things place a demand on you like it Mm. does. And I'm not going to advocate just doing it for that reason. Obviously, I think there's a whole bunch of things around there. But if you can come up or look to ways where you need to to perform in your life, it's not an option. Burn the boats. So yep. maybe that is um, putting some pressure on yourself in some way that is constructive and aligned with obviously what you want. But I, I think that's a, a huge one from there. And then number three is just like normalizing the result. So spending time in the area where it's normal to have the things that you want to aspire to so that when you go back to where you're currently at is like there's a gap and you can feel that gap. So yep. if you uh, go to a Porsche dealer, get into a new Porsche 911 or a GT3, and you drive around in that car and then you get back into your car, you're going to notice a difference. But if you've never driven the Porsche GT3, you don't know how far off you are. Yep. So I think there's a combination of those things that can be really powerfully used here to kind of create that motivation like you're running from a bear or just like flat out get a bear. (laughs) The only way is to buy a cage with a bear enough to maintain the cage. I, I agree. The The ones that I had was the accountability, right? So, and you mentioned the network and, and all those kind of things. Having someone that you're accountable to who is also trying to push hard. Like you and I, Charlie, compete on almost bloody everything <laughs> nowadays. Like it's, it's almost unfair. It, it is fun though. I, don't, it, I really it, want to pay that. I enjoy it a lot. But it, and it, but it doesn't matter. Like it's, it, it helps us push forwards, but it also helps us ask the challenging questions because neither of us are ever going to stay stagnant. Right, no one around us is staying stagnant, and I'm sure that we have people in our network that we're pulling forwards just by them listening to this podcast or just by them talking to us, etc. And so, having yeah. that person there that's account- making you accountable to just continuing to grow. Yeah, it's creating that gap. Like someone listening to this right now, as they listen to you and I, right, perceivably because we don't know what they think about us, but like we're pretty transparent on this. Like we've we've done well. Like yep. we've built good levels of wealth. We have strong businesses. And um, their perceiving of us being ahead is creating a gap from where they're at. And it should be motivating. It should be yeah. uncomfortable. You should not like it. You should be sitting here listening to us talk about all the properties we've bought and the investments we've done and the business success. And you should be sitting there going, I want some of that. That's that yep. Porsche GT3 gap. And using it as fuel to go, all right, I'm going to start moving into this direction. That's what I want to be influenced by and like aligning it. Like that's part of the process. Yeah. And then the fight. Agreed. The final point that I will say is just coming back to that goal and always moving the goalposts, just always pushing it back a bit further, pushing it back a bit further. It's like when you're kicking in front of the goals, it's very different to being 50 meters back trying to kick for the same for those goals as well. They become a lot smaller, more, more defined. And so as you start flexing, uh, cool, this is a new benchmark, 20K. Well, there's no reason just to get to 25 because it's just 25. Right, like, what are you going to do with that extra five? Uh, for me, like, it's always I'm always looking at like the next property, the next next investment, and that is my goal. So, how can I get that quicker? 
Why? Because I want more cash flow. I want more assets for my family for like that legacy play. I want more of these things. And if I don't do it now, then I'm going to have to do it at some other point in my life, which is then going to impact me when I want to go and do other things. And so always having that that defined personal goal that's always progressing because that just gives you a purpose outside of more, more to use a Jack expression. I'll throw in one more over easily. I'm watching um, Succession at the moment, the TV series. Yep. And I actually quite like when I can watch, uh, like, it's about a wealthy family who own a media company, you know, pretty closely aligned, right? I was going to say, I'm like, have you heard about some guys? <laughs> No, but I watch it and I, I look to the dynamics of the legacy they've built. And I, mm. clearly I don't agree with some of the things they do in the show, right? I'm not going to pretend I'm going for that. But it's like it's funny as me watching them build this generational legacy and what they're doing, I'm like, it fires me up to build a legacy of my own. So those okay. motivators become uh, really important. But I know we're, we're harping about on this one. So, so Number two, what would you do? So great, I've got a goal. It's well beyond my 20K. I'm going to go hit 30, 40 and every six months I'm going to keep pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. Is that it? Is that all I need to do to go and earn more? No, I won't do it. I was going to make a smart-ass answer, but I, uh, I stopped myself. <laughs> all right, so step step one, just to make sure we recap on that, is you have to create the real motivation to yep. earn more. All right. Step two is defining what earn more is. Yep. So if you look at this right now, and again, we'll just stick with this example, maybe you're on $20,000 a month now of profit, which is a, is a good number. You go, I want to get to 30 or 50. Like you've got to define that and that's for you to define. And it might not just be in this area, it might be that you want to grow your wealth or whatever else is around it, but like set that target as the next thing. And I think uh, defining it starts to bring things you can measure against mm. because uh, part of this next step is you've got to be able to create uh, what I would call is a feedback loop through financial reports that tells you if you're moving closer or further away from this. So my step two is once I define it, I go, well, I'm at 20 grand today. If I want to get to, just for this example here, 30 grand, right? I want to know every month how far off I am and if I'm making progress towards that so I can stay focused and aware and measure the impacts of the decisions I'm making to see that I'm on track or off track. And you hear about this in other worlds, like weight loss is the big one. If someone wants to lose 10 kilos, right, what they do is they get them to weigh themselves regularly so they can see the progress. Yep. So that it kind we'll of triggers photos. in. Yeah, completely. Or, you know, for other people, it might be weight gain. Like your goals are your own goals. I'm just using this as, a, as an example here. Like your numbers and things that are motivating to you will obviously be very, very different. So define and measure is kind of my step two in the way I think about it here. Yeah, I, This one fascinates me because when I walk through like these concepts with people, they always think that their situation is completely unique, right? Where they say, you know what? Charlie, it, it is easy for you to say because you have a media company where every single business on the face of the planet wants media nowadays. So, of course, you like you are going to win at this, but my business is different. There is like I, I charge X amount and no one's going to pay more, which means that I can't grow that 30 with what I've currently got. Like, What do you believe in those kind of rebuttals? Because they sit there and say, no, 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 I, I don't know how I'm going to earn more without going into a second business, without doing a second job, without doing these things, right? Like, What do you say to people who sort of have that thought? Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind is it's not what you do, it's how you do it. And then the second thing I'll say is like I, I've been in the podcast industry. I'm not sure there's many industries with as many broke people, right? That, that, that is fair. Um, second one, maybe like artists or I know writers is really common as well. Like there's a lot of industries where it's like 95% of the people make nothing and then 5% of the people make all the money. 
Yep. Right. So I promise you, you can find in uh, every uh, industry, there's people that are killing it and there's people that are making nothing. I will say what's common though, I find, is that there's an unwillingness to change. So they, what people really want is like, oh, I want to make more money, but I don't want to have to do shit. Yeah. Like I just want to keep doing the same things. I don't want to have to change anything in my life. Or I'm bored with what I've got now and I need an excuse to go somewhere else or do something else because, hey, this is my level of boredom doing this thing and everything else just looks more entertaining. I, I will, I'll throw in one more I've seen. Um, this is more like in the content creator space. I won't say this is true everywhere, but like a lot of people, uh, I might even use like a restaurant example, right? So it's like if you're the chef and you, and you want to prepare the food and look at it in a unique way, right? that doesn't scale. So if you're going to be an artist and you, you have to be the one in the kitchen, recognizing that you know you, you're limiting things versus franchising like McDonald's. So a lot of people I have found when they want to earn more, then they're stuck in like this artistic zone where they're unwilling to change the way they do things can be a really big trap here as well. Yeah. And so like the, the key point that I really want to hammer at home there is once you sort of understand where you are and then define the goal that you're trying to progress. So in this example, going from 20K a month to 30, which obviously will then go 40, 50, et cetera, et cetera, is that there is that limiting belief that you need to get through because you will you're you will look for more entertaining and exciting things just by default and you will try and use this as an excuse where everything else just looks better right you will believe oh, i've oh, i've sat at 20k for a year and i have bring on a new client every month and i lose a client every month and this this is just my industry this is how it rolls it's like no 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 there's this that is, complacency kicking in it's ex- exactly <laughs> right and this, this i really want to hammer this home because when i when I first started business, right? I'm like, I'm going to charge less so that I can get more clients and I just ate into profits and did all of these things. But then the the best thing that I ever did was go and look at my competitors. And like there were dudes crushing it, charging 10 times more than me, having 10 times more clients than me, driving Ferraris. And I'm like, no way, I'm missing something, (laughs) right? This, This opportunity is big enough. My business is big enough. I don't need to jump to another business or a shiny object or anything like that in order for me to achieve the defined goal. That is just a limiting belief. If you are in a business, I don't care if you're cutting lawns, I don't care if you're doing media, I don't care what you're doing. I guarantee you there is some kind of baller in that industry who has just figured this out and you are the only barrier in regards for you to achieve that defined new goal. Like you are it. Right, trust me, there will always be a guy crushing it in every single niche that exists in this world. I find it so fascinating. I love it when I can come to the conclusion I'm the problem. Yes. That's actually the easiest thing to change. Yeah. Like I can't change the weather, for example. So if I come to the conclusion, oh, it's the weather, like it removes my ability to take action. And, yeah. and even then you can do things to harness the weather, but I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> I'll just put in the challenge, right? If anyone honestly thinks they can't earn more in their business model, message me. I'll find yeah. it. I will Dead find it. Set. And if you can't find the baller in your industry, ping me. I guarantee I'll find them. Like Because they're so easy to find. And it, it should just light a fire up under your butt. Like it is, I am a competitive individual and I will try and compete with anybody. And trust me, that 30K is going to be a low goal <laughs> when I start seeing some other people. Well, I, I just, I know I don't want to move away from the topic too hard, but I will say that some people I find set ridiculous goals and yeah. they, they in turn, um, know they can't achieve them and it becomes sabotaging. So let's, you, continuing on with this example, 
if someone goes, look, I'm making 20 grand a month profit right now, I want to make $200,000 a month of profit, but they don't really believe it, right? You might need to set some step goals. So just go from 20 to 30, 30 to 50, 50 to 100, right? And you might uh, progressively do it in that way because you believe it's possible. I noticed in myself, like in my first year of business, I would make goals like I want to make a million dollars profit this year. And like I was like, that was ridiculous, right, for me. I didn't believe it and in turn I didn't take the appropriate actions. So just have some awareness to what you think you can really achieve I think is a huge one here. But um, I will put another note on this going, once you get a taste for a higher level of income, you won't want to go back. I become bloodthirsty. Completely. <laughs> The, the first time, um, like if you'd asked me like uh, at the start of my uh, business career and everything like that is like, you know, do you ever believe you can make $100,000 in a month? I'd have been like, nah, like, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, I, well, whatever. Yeah. But now I've had a taste for it, right? It's like, it's something where I'm here. I'm like, no, I, I, I refuse to go back. I know this is possible now. And yeah. once you, again, build that belief into it, that just becomes your new normal. You've normalized, well, of course you have a Porsche or of course you have this amount of cash flow. Of course I have this many properties. It's that normalized result. And because it, it just becomes a new benchmark, right? But it, it comes back to that first point you said, which is like being you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to continue to push it. You have to have the network around you to really sort of show you what you're missing. Because if you're just sort of sit, pottering around, just looking at it going 20 to 30, 30, like it's just, I'm just going to stay at 30. And then you just wait for us to create another podcast episode talking about, Push, 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 push. No, no, no. You need that consistently floating around you. So we've understood, we now understand and define the goal, which is reasonable and realistic, whether it's a, is there like a time horizon that we should consider on this as well? Charlie, like three months, six months, 12 month achievable-ish goals? No, def- I'm going to jump on that. I think that's a really huge mistake because like if you haven't done something before, how do you think you can set the timeline? Yep. Like how ridiculous is that? And this is what I can't understand with people that go, I've got to make a, I've got to make a hundred thousand uh, dollars in the next twelve months. It's like, have you ever done it before? No. How do you know that's how long it takes? <laughs> like you've got to have uh, again. I think people, uh, and this is just an opinion, but I'm very strong on this, as you can see. Oh, I can right? hear. I'm not going to rebut it now. If your goal, right, is to let's say you've got this twenty thousand dollar a month business, and you just want to move it to twenty two thousand dollars a month of profit. The likelihood is what you need to do is just do what you're doing a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So just improve your marketing a little bit, cost your costs a little bit. Like the reality is, is that you probably even have some situational awareness to what that would be. But if you want to significantly move your earnings, the likelihood is, is you're going to have to change a substantial amount of things. And it's not just going to be get more leads and have more sales. Yep. It's going to be that you might need to make some significant changes. So when you get to this part here of going, okay, well, the how, the what, the how, this is where it's like you need to develop a business that supports the result you want to create here. So if you want to earn $50,000 a month, your business model needs to support $50,000 a month. And how you would uh, go about figuring that out, network, as we mentioned so many times, uh, mentors, like find someone who's done it and ask them how they did it and, you know, swipe and deploy. And then number three is like reverse engineering your competitors. Mm. And again, I'll use an example here. Let's say you own an ice cream shop, right? And you're sitting there and you're going, well, do you know what? I really want to earn more, but I'm very limited by the foot traffic that's around here. Yes, I can change the recipe a little bit. Yes, I can put some more, you know, newsletters out or run a special offer and that might drive me to a certain point. But 
what I might need to do is innovate a little bit here and do you know what? I'm actually going to open a, a soup shop in the winter. We're going to buy some more uh, real estate here and then we're going to be able to open up a new product line. That's what's going to be needed if I'm going to do that because there's only so much foot traffic or people in the local area. Um, alternatively, the innovation might be here is I'm going to teach people how to make ice cream on the internet. Yeah. Right. So like this is where like if for a significant income jumps uh, or earnings jumps in here, you will likely have to iterate the business model, not just focus on uh, marketing and sales. And um, I know I'm really uh, leaning into this one here, Grant, but I'd love to get your thoughts and views on how you see it. I, I, I always hate saying I agree, but completely aligned to myself. Um, and if you want to understand sort of how to find mentors and sort of build your network, um, two episodes ago, I believe, uh, we walked exactly through how to do that. So go and listen to that episode. But on top of what I will say is I always hear a lot of people say, ah, my industry is different. There is minimal innovation. There's th- those things. And to that I say, BS, go and have a look elsewhere. And what do I mean by elsewhere? Okay, well, think about, well, before using your ice cream shop example, well, what about before you got the ice cream? Could you manufacture the ice cream? Like what happened before you are now selling that product to somebody else, right? But then what also happens after they consume the ice cream? So can you send them like a take-home kit? Can you do new ice cream cups like a drink bottle or these things that they can take? But in addition to that, have you ever thought about looking overseas? What, a, what about the ice cream places in California that all go through a winter? What are they doing? What about people in Europe when they go, like it goes from 40 degrees down to like snowing? Okay, what do they do? Right, just look at everybody else and just consume that information in order to understand how you can tweak your business model. Uh, in a previous episode, we were talking about innovation and how you can start getting some ideas around how to innovate better. This lines perfectly to business models. Uh, I love subscription business models. So instead of selling to a customer brand new every single time, how do you turn them into a subscriber? Well, they pay you every month or every week for something over and over again. Like just think outside of the box for that business model because that might be the limiting thing that you have or you might just need to touch everything to deliver. How do you change the business model so that doesn't have to happen so you can get other people to deliver it for you? I think it just always comes back to that limiting belief of going, no, I'm different and I can't change. I can't do this. No, no, no. You can. It's just thinking outside the box and how you get that feedback, usually through a network, through mentors, through seeing what other people are doing outside of your specific demographic, geographic sort of area in order to bring it back in. I love the ice cream shop example because um, I'll give you a few more, like Cold Rock in Australia. Like that was an ice cream shop. They franchised. Are we seriously sitting here thinking that people didn't make serious money on that? Yeah. So it's like it sits there. And then the other side of it is, um, you know, more keeping on retail. And I just use this to inspire ideas. Like what if you just move your shop to an area where there is more foot traffic? So maybe a relocation could be a part of this plan as well, right? I see so many opportunities uh, everywhere in all industries, but the thing that will prevent it from happening is resistance to change. Mm. So do you reckon that? Do you reckon that's it? So we define and then make sure that the opportunity is big enough and sort of the business model supports the growth, et cetera. Um, the one thing I actually, before we move on, that I just want to repeat that you said that I, th- I think is amazing, that feedback mechanism is critical, right? It's understanding I'm, I'm at 20K now, these are the activities that I've done to get to 30 and how am I getting that feedback? Oh, now I'm at 22. 
yes, awesome. All right, what are the next activities I'm going to do to get 23? Like having that feedback mechanism through like finances, et cetera, is key to it. But what are the next ones? Like what, where do we go from here? Is that it? Like now we're all ready to earn a bit more? Yeah, that's it. No, that's it. I, I couldn't resist how to do it once. Um, okay, so the, the next point from here is like, do, have you ever noticed around like New Year's that people set these like health goals and they do it for like three weeks and then like, I think the average time for a New Year's resolution is like three weeks and then people drop off. Yep. Right, so the same thing here is maybe you created a heap of motivation, something happened in your life, you, you're going through it and you start this process and then um, you put in these things and you got it all in there and then a month later, you know, maybe you have a bit of a tough month, one of your staff quits, like whatever happens in your your life gets busy and then you drop the ball. Mm. This is where I think it is absolutely critical to have strong support networks around this as well. And if you don't, when things get difficult, that's when people stop, right? This is often people know what to do. Like they might go through a whole bunch of this process, but then they just stop doing the things they need to do for, to follow through on that. And um, I, I just think that's such a shame. And this happens a lot with weight loss. Like how many people out there need to lose weight, know how to lose weight and just don't do it? Yeah. Mm. So same thing here. I think putting things in place to do that. And again, I would just highlight one of the things that friendly competition can be great. So if you've got a healthy competition, mentors, like if you have if you have a call with a mentor every month or every week and you have to go back to someone and tell them what you're going through, like that's going to keep relighting that torch. So I'm, I'm a big advocate of that approach as well. Yeah, and I will say to support levels don't, uh, like having the support network has multiple levels, right? So just say, for example, Charlie, I'm looking to get into investments, right? And you and I get connected and I'm like, oh, Charlie's got one or two properties. I'm like, I think that's going to be a great mechanism for me. So I pull you in and we, every time we talk about it, I, I'm like, how are you going? Like, what are you doing for property? And you're saying the same back to me. I go and get one. I go and get two. And then you stay where you are. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'll just stay where I am. I think your support network, but also your skill sets, which I get to in a second, has to increase at the same time, right? So it's it's no use me getting like someone who's similar build who might just be five kilos lighter than me to lose, help me lose five kilos of weight because no, I want to look shredded. Okay, well, now I need to find somebody else who is a little bit better than the previous network that I had. Like I can't just rest on the same level of people that are there. And I always think of it like like gears in a car, if you will. So I'm going to go level one and I'm just going to get to 20 kilometers. Right? And then when I hit my 20 kilometers, that gear one can't get me further <laughs> unless I gear up. And then I have to gear up to level two. And that's my next support network. Okay, well, these are the people who are going for runs. Okay, cool. Gear up to level two. And now I'm beyond a weight loss now. I'm starting to get a little bit fitter. And then I'm going to go to gear three, gear four, et cetera. And I will just continue to level up the network and the support network because the questions change, the challenges change, the things they're thinking about changes, and it will propel me forwards as opposed to doing the same thing we're talking about, which is just like leaving a support network there and assuming that they're going to continue helping me move forwards. It's like, well, no, you always have to level them up, always consistently. Maybe on a future episode, what we'll do is we'll pick some specific business models and we'll go through some of the moves we would make or suggestions. I think that'd be really cool, right? We've just done like the ice cream shop. But uh, maybe we should do like, I know we've got quite a few agency owners that listen to us. I know we've got quite a few what I'll call like creators or influencers or coaches and consultants that tune into the show. Maybe an e-com one as well, just to go through that. And we'll just talk through some of the ideas just to really like uh, spark some motivation. Definitely, definitely. But I I am, I I love 
I love this topic. I could, as you can tell, I could keep talking about it forever. Is there anything that we didn't cover, Charlie? Like any any final thoughts that you just say, guys? Like this is what you need to do to earn more. No, I think we pretty well got through it. Like this is the process. Obviously, it's like an overview. Each individual be, will be more detailed from there. But I, I highly encourage to people like if you want to start this process, like jump in the Facebook group, get on the newsletter, start putting these missions in place. Like reach out if you're looking for someone who's going to say, "Hey, earn more." I'm definitely your guy. Like it's, I, it's, it's my favorite comment. These guys. <laughs> well, it's actually a question that we ask each other a lot. It's like, what are you doing to earn more? How are you thinking about things differently? What got you here is not going to get you there. What are you reading? What are you consuming? And that's exactly why this, this works really well. So we need to have a defined goal. We need to make sure we've got that support network that's pushing us there. We need to have the mentorship and people to say, this is how you can progress through it. But we've also, the most important one is this limiting belief. Right, most people sort of sit there because they they think that they can do it, but they they have this limiting belief. So they say, "I can get to thirty k." No, I can't. 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 So you, are, most of the time, you are your own barrier. Yeah, the, you got to have the proof. It's definitely yeah. worked for me. If you can see someone else who has done it, and ideally, you want you want to think they're dumber than you. Right, you want to be like, if that guy can do it, I can. Then I can definitely do this. That's perfect. I, I remember when I first started business, saying, "Man, this guy is so much dumber than me, and he's making a fortune." What is the difference here? Um, and and I used to always make excuses. Ah, oh, it's just the industry. I has a slightly different product. I can't. No, 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 no chance. All right. So for everybody who is tuning into this episode. Be on the lookout for the next episode. We've got a killer guest coming up. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite human beings to have on the show. And I, and again, Charlie, you've mentioned it. For anyone who wants to ask us questions where we can jump on and sort of riff on it like we've had this episode, just literally reply back to Charlie's emails. He sends them out consistently. Just reply back. Ask the questions. Share what you want to share. Share what you don't want to share. Or even if you want some motivation, reply back. I know Charlie will light a fire up under you, but... <laughs> I'll even throw out a specific here. If you want to know how your business model, like your specific business, where the potential is to earn more, just reply to my email and say, Charlie, give me a situation and I'll, I'll give you some hints and suggestions based on my experience. I think that that's going to be such a good episode as well. And then uh, in addition to that, head over to Facebook, join the Facebook group as full stack business owner, um, the community, because then we can jump in. You can actually get some community support on that as well. Uh, the guys are so supportive. It's actually love that. Um, and be sure to subscribe to this episode. And if you do have anyone else in your network that listens, like, has said to you, I don't know how I'm going to earn more or has had some of these challenges, say this episode might actually help you out as well. And I just want to say thank you again for joining us. And we look forward to catching you on the next episode of Full Stack Business Owner.